When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of another Dolphins Podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us. The Miami Dolphins sit at 2-0 and they are preparing for their home opener against the Denver Broncos. And we have to talk about this injury report, Joshua, because... As of Thursday, the Miami Dolphins had eight players who either did not practice or who were limited on Thursday. That's got to have you feeling at least a little queasy, even though this team's 2-0 looking pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, no one ever wants to see that laundry list of injuries, and it seems like, you know, for, what, the last year or so, it seems like every week we see this CVS-like or, like you mentioned, Walgreens-type injury report. But I think the two biggest names, and obviously because they did not practice multiple days in a row is Jalen Waddle and Salvin Ahmed. So, um, you know, heading into this game, you look at the Denver Broncos, a lot of people are calling this a trap game. You know, some people might be overlooking them. 0-2 start for them, man. So they got to bounce back. So without having Jalen Waddle in the lineup, that could hurt a little bit. Excited to see what Devon A-Chain can do. But, um, yeah, man, a little bit queasy looking over this injury report. How are you feeling? I'm feeling exactly as you are. When Mike McDaniel talked about Salvan Ahmed, he basically came out and said, I'm not expecting him to practice today being Wednesday at the time and tomorrow being Thursday. And obviously that came true, but he did not sound promising that he would be active this week. Josh, these things can, you know, change, you know, in the blink of a second and breaking news, neither of us are doctors here, but think about the idea that Salvan Ahmed in each of the last two games, he's gotten at least like six plays, seven plays that have gone his way. That's not necessarily, necessarily a lot, but, all of a sudden, you think of some opportunities. You mentioned it for Devon Achan. How do you feel about this running back room if someone like Salvan Ahmed can't go on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, spoiler alert, you could have listened to, if they listened to our last podcast, right? We were talking a little bit about why the Dolphins might need to go out and trade for someone. Obviously, maybe not shoot for the moon for a Jonathan Taylor, but you see this running back unit's already banged up. So um, I'm intrigued again by Devon Achan. A lot of us liked what we saw in college. Um, but to have Salvan Ahmed, you know, you're. RB2 already injured heading into week three against the Broncos. Not great. I was going to ask you, Jake, do you think that maybe we see more carries for Eric Ezukoma? Because he's a guy that they are fabricating touches for every week, it seems. Um, you know, we might even see more of him in the passing game with Jalen Waddell out. So that could be a guy that really flourishes in this one. But um, overall, I think you said it best in that last pod, man, that um, you can almost plug and play anybody right now behind this offensive line and get success. So I'm okay with the way the running back unit looks right now. Um, but, you know, week three, you definitely don't want this unit to be as depleted as it does seem like it is right now. I like that you brought up Eric Azucama. That's a good one. I mean, I mentioned that Salvan Ahmed gets about six touches a week, three carries, three targets is what we've seen. I mean, that sounds incredibly reasonable for someone like Eric Azucama. The big question, though, comes in if someone like Jalen Waddle can't play. We know about the connection him and Tua Tungabaloa have. It's a very, very, like, uh, I mean, you, you just go back to college and, and seeing that chemistry they have is just always so much fun when you can pause a play and you have Jalen Waddle not looking anywhere near Tua and Tua still releasing the football and Jalen Waddle knows exactly where to be. I mean, you can't practice that stuff. That stuff is just special. How does Miami overcome a situation where you can guarantee not only five or six targets to someone like Jalen Waddle, but five or six tar- targets that can easily go to the house? 
Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, we kind of spoke about maybe Robbie Chosen getting the call up. I don't know if that's the the way they look at this thing. I mean, they have to like what Craycraft has done. They have to like what Braxton Berrios does. I don't know necessarily that you want to move him out to the perimeter, you know, if Jalen Waddle's out of this one. But, um, yeah, man, you're not going to get those same explosive plays, right? I mean, you could sit here and argue that he's faster and more explosive of a receiver than Tyree Kill, as crazy as that might sound, right? So um, it, you can't replace a Jalen Waddle. You can just – sort of adapt. And I think that's probably what Mike McDaniel in this offense, they'll find a way to get someone else involved, probably lean on the run game a little bit more, but um, Jalen Waddle, man, it sucks that he's out of this one, but if you're the Dolphins, don't you try to maybe give him a week's rest because of everything that happened with Tua in the concussions? I mean, you don't want that microscope, uh, you know, anymore. You don't want your team under the microscope any more than they already are, especially when it comes to injuries like the concussion, as we saw last year. So I think Jalen Waddle sits this one out, and then you got to hope that, um, you know, Craig, which we've seen before, or Braxton Berrios as well. So, um, yeah, man, Tua Tungvaloa is going to find find a way to get that ball downfield, right, one way or the other. Yeah, and I like that you brought up Robbie Chosen because I think there is an opportunity for him here. Um, Jalen Waddle can be that possession receiver, catch the ball around the line of scrimmage, catch the ball and kind of move the six that way. Robbie Chosen can kind of fill that void as someone who can kind of clear out the secondary, right? Create that space over the middle because if you're not playing those safeties back deep, Robbie Chosen's one of the best deep ball receivers in the entire NFL. I don't think he's going to be this possession guy, a thousand yard guy, but when you're looking for that exact skill set, all you need is someone to open up the middle of the field. And that's how River Craycraft and uh, Braxton Barrios can still make their money. Joshua. War loss to injuries, according to PFF, the Dolphins are far and away the team that's been impacted the most. I, I have to note that this does exclude quarterbacks because I think it's pretty obvious if a team loses their quarterback, no matter who it is, the season's going to be pretty much over. It, it really is a position that swings it so much. So when you take out quarterbacks, the Dolphins have dealt with so many injuries, but it does seem that some of those players are starting to work their way out, work their way back, I should say. Let's start with Teron Armstead. The back, ankle, knee injuries seem to be trending in the right direction, limited for two straight days, but non-contact jersey is off. He's been doing this for a few weeks now. If he was going to miss four games, maybe he'd go on IR. The stars seem to be aligning for him to be playing on Sunday. Yeah, there's no more that head, shoulders, knees, and toes on the injury report. So you love to see that. And we can finally, you know, take the bubble wrap off Teron Armstead and get him out there. I mean, uh, I guess the one thing you want to know is where are they going to do with Kendall Lamb, right? Could he move over to right tackle? Could he just go to the bench and be that um, guy that comes in when this inevitably happens again? But it's definitely nice to get Teron Armstead out there again and to get this offensive line, you know, all the starters out there because it's looked pretty good again through two weeks um, with all those injuries. Another guy that we're getting back is a guy that you and I both love and admire, Jake. Uh, well, it appears we're getting him back Jalen Phillips again um I don't know that we necessarily missed him too much last week with the way Andrew Van Ginkle showed up but um this guy's a playmaker and a guy that you want out there every chance of the way so um yeah adding Jalen Phillips to that defense it looked much improved last week adding Teron Armstead to that offense that's already looked like a juggernaut in that offensive line that's having success um I'm here for it man and then we can't even forget we're going to be getting Jalen Ramsey back at some point this year so just wild to think how good this team has played and looked over the first two weeks of the season uh, despite all the injuries like you mentioned just because of how good the Dolphins have been I, I can't help but think of Jalen Ramsey as Mewtwo just sitting there in that chamber just like getting ready just to like mess everything up like I'm so excited to see him come back and impact this team but getting healthy in the trenches Josh that's usually a sign for a good football team that is how you begin the equation for I'm gonna say it we're cocky we're two and zero. a blowout a blowout starts if you're winning in the trenches Josh and you look at the Miami Dolphins pass rush last week Mac Jones was sacked four times. He was hit eight times. Russell Wilson 
against the Washington Commandos was sacked seven times, and he was hit 14 times last week, Josh. 14 times. When you think about the fact you could be getting Jalen Phillips back, who I think you have a next-gen stat that kind of promotes how good he is. Oh man, I I don't have that. I don't have that up. I don't, I don't have it up. Do you have it up? I don't have my Twitter. I don't have my Twitter in front of me. You put me on the Caught spot. Caught him with his pants down. I yeah. will keep talking to let you find that one if if you even can find it. If not, no worries. But uh, it's you're starting to see the flexibility of this front, and I think that's really going to devastate the Denver Broncos because you mentioned it. Andrew Van Ginkle was an absolute stud against the Patriots, but keep in mind that it was without Jalen Phillips being on the field. You're going to want Jalen Phillips on the field. So when you think about, okay, how can we get Andrew Van Ginkle involved? It starts with the idea of, hey, week one, he was actually pretty good in coverage. So that's another way to get him involved. But in reality, I I think you just got to push Russell Wilson all game. He targeted a few different receivers last week, and he's someone who does like to let routes develop. That's an opportunity to get to him. Yeah, sorry if you saw my button button your face while I was sitting there Not trying to get, get this stat up. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm using the other devices, so none of my things are sounding. It says, Jalen Phillips has recorded the quickest time to pressure 2.48 seconds among edge defenders since 2022 with a minimum of 300 pass rush. Uh, Phillips is the only Dolphins defender to record more than 45 quarterback pressures over that time. And we got to remember Micah Parsons also came out with him. So impressive stat for Jalen Phillips. Nice to get him back. But again, Andrew Brangingle looked awesome. So I don't know the way Vic Fangio is going to design these ways to attack Russell Wilson. But you're right, man. The commanders had a field day with them. Commanders do have a very good defensive line. I was watching some of that game and was pretty impressed by what I saw. So um, hopefully we can do the same thing, right? I'll be more than happy with what, seven, eight sacks this game. Oh, yeah. What a way to begin the season at home, just getting to Russell Wilson eight times. There's so many revenge factors here, too. River Craycraft, Vic Fangio, Butch Berry, the list goes on and on. Josh, a few more injuries to get through here. Raquan Davis has been limited with a wrist injury the last couple days. Elijah Campbell limited with a knee injury. Uh, Tight ends Julian Hill, Tyler Croft, ankle back injuries limited as well. However... Tyree Kill and Andrew Van Ginkle were limited on Wednesday, but returned to full on Thursday. Do any of those guys I just mentioned really concern you? I do think most of them are trending in the right direction to play. I think they all finished um, action on Sunday Night Football against the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think they're all trending in the right direction, most likely going to play. I guess the biggest one I'd be concerned with is maybe Raquan Davis. I still think he's a you know valuable asset up front in that defensive line. So um, not too concerned about them. Just hope, again, Jalen Waddell, they do the right thing there and um, someone steps up in Salvin Ahmed's absence because uh, we need that running game to get going against a Broncos team that has been sus- suspect. Sus- I, don't, I don't know the word I'm trying to say. It has given up a lot of yards. Yeah, has, has given up a lot of yards on the ground. Dude, I would have done the same thing. Don't you worry about it. Um, you know, you look at this injury report and you, your eyes just dart to the fact the Dolphins have 12 players listed. Obviously, some have been taken off. But, man, the Denver Broncos have a few injuries worth watching. Headlined by safety, Justin Simmons. I mean, if you remember that Denver game in 2020, I think it was the first time that um, Flores benched Tua for Fitzpatrick. And it almost worked. Fitzpatrick got him down in the red zone. Justin Simmons made an incredible interception um, in the end zone to seal the game. Josh. His versatility, his flexibility in the secondary was awesome. Vic Fangio knew exactly how to use him. Not having him on the field really limits a secondary, especially when you have to try to keep up and contain a Tyreek Hill. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, aside from Patrick Sertan, which we'll talk about, 
Am I freezing? No. Okay. Other than Patrick Sertan, um, that we'll talk about. I mean, that secondary again gives up big plays. So, um, yeah, not seeing him on the injury report. I mean, you never want to root for injuries, right? But Justin Simmons is a key part of that defense. Frank Clark, we know what he can be doing the, you know, as a pass rusher and things like that. Um, they do get Garrett Bowles back. Uh, he was a full participant on Thursday. Their tackle. So, um, maybe it will be harder to rush a passer, but. Um, yeah, man, I, I think the Dolphins are going to have their opportunities and I'm trying my best not to get, you know, put the carriage before the horse. I said it right that time. Beautiful. And, you know, yeah, and, and say that we're three and oh before it happens, because, you know, we've been here before. They're and two right now. Sean Payton. Doesn't that remind you of uh, was it Urban Meyer that his only win came against us last year? And Oh, no, you really gonna, have. I thought about it. I thought about it. If I think about this before I came on here, I have to at least bring it up once. So, yeah, this uh-huh. could this could be Sean Payton. He could be that one in uh, 16 or 17. And us be the only win. That would be sad. <laughs> oh, dude. All right. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna completely flip the vibes here before we take off. Mike McDaniel is five and one in the month of September. It's too early in the season. Mike McDaniel also started the season three and all last year. Would be nice to do it again. He did it twice before that. I'll make it another sad note. Adam Gaze in 2018. The Dolphins started three and oh, and we know how that season ended. But we did want to come on here and talk a little bit about these injuries. Our preview pod for the home opener between the Miami Dolphins and Denver Broncos at Hard Rock Stadium will be released Saturday morning, so keep your eyes out for that. But for another Dolphins podcast, thank you all so much for listening, and until next time, fins up. Fins up. Fins up.